I'm Kathleen. And I'm Dee. And you're listening to Mamas with Attitude, otherwise known as MWA. Interesting, cool, South African relevant yeah. content. Yeah. Um, on where we were at. Mm-hmm. You know, motherhood just comes to take on its different shapes and forms. Mommy's a bounce. Mommy's a bounce. Is mama's the Jesus. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. You're in another zone, but you're totally out of the twilight. Mama. 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome back to MWA. I feel like we should also say welcome back to each other and to ourselves, seeing that it's been so long. I have no idea what number episode this is. Um, we are... 21, no, 22, 22, 22. 22, great. Um, and we are at the end of, almost at the end of 2021. Um, and we are trying to reconnect and um, yeah, get moving. We have so many interesting topics that we have been wanting to do. Um, and it's just been a very peculiar kind of year. Not bad, just um, pretty full on. And um, yeah, welcome, Kath. Hi. Hi, Dee. Welcome back to our channel. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, how, Kat. How are you keeping? Um, I, I'm good. I am um, busy and I know so are you. I actually, yeah, I'm keeping fine. It's the end of the academic year, um, which is always an interesting time. Um, but I'm busy with, with, with many different things and, and feeling pretty good, but I'm exhausted and mom life is a lot. How are you? (laughs) I feel like you basically just said how I was. So, you know, I don't really have much to add. Uh, things have been pretty full on this year and I think it's been quite a precarious year for me at the very least from a mental health perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm, so really just thinking through that and then of course we're like speeding towards Christmas and holidays which are meant to be restful rejuvenating times and actually I say this every year that I just feel terror at being completely unsupported in terms of childcare for that particular length and time mm-hmm. so also just thinking about that and what does rest look like and how does one rest um, so yeah so there's just been there's a lot always on the go as you said Absolutely. Yeah. So I I think that's quite interesting. And maybe we should just pause there in the midst of talking about the busyness, um, which I think is a real thing. And I think that our second year, um, you know, working remotely the way we have um, has really, you know, I really thought that the second year would feel not easier, just less full on. Um, but it's not. It's it's really kind of um, picked up quite a bit. And I think that this question of rest and how does one rest is quite important. Um, so let me ask you, how are you kind of looking out for self at the moment or over the past few months? Um, yeah, how are you looking out for yourself? Um, so I think this is a good question, but I also think it's a question that we know is quite dynamic and changes all the time, mm. uh, moment to moment. And depending on where the family is and what their needs are and de- depending on kids and what their needs are, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think 
for me, one of the big kind of realizations, Dee, has been we, Joey and I decided um, to do a month of travel. Mm-hmm. Actually, didn't decide. I kind of just, it kind of coalesced into a month of travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spent two and a half weeks in Cape Town visiting a very good friend. And it was a very comfortable situation where we had like an entire little suite for just us. And the kids were in our room and we were all very comfortable. So there, like it wasn't. It wasn't like we were roughing it at all. And then we spent, we came back for two or three days to Joburg and then left, Joey and I left for three nights to Mozambique and then came back to Johannesburg for two or three nights and then left for KwaZulu-Natal for a family reunion. And I think that that, um, for me, October has been an entire write-off and what's been really interesting, a write-off in some elements and obviously very enriching and incredible in others, right? But like what's what's been fascinating for me is Um, how much routine and ritual are the fundamental cornerstones to my mental health and my well-being just generally. And it's right down to like where you put your antidepressants to remember to take them. Like I know that that sounds seemingly quite silly, but like um, I think that small things in our environment trigger a remembering or a habit or whatever it is. And when those things are removed, it has just caused complete and utter chaos, actually. And I have been back for probably three weeks now, and I'm still struggling to get back into a rhythm. Um, I feel deeply unsettled. um, And I feel as though also like what happened what what's happening as well for me is that now there's this kind of hybrid approach to work so sometimes you can go into the office sometimes you can't i haven't been into the office yet but i'm i'm pre- i'm gearing myself up to to go back into the office at some point right um and we're we're heading out more and more into the world because we've been vaccinated etc mm-hmm. etc and i feel like a kid where like i am overstimulated and i don't know how mm-hmm. to come down by myself and that's been really interesting because i to be very honest, don't want to go back to how things were before. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't think that that level of socializing is what's suitable for me or my mental health. Um, I'm. I, it's not something that resonates with me anymore. And when I say socializing, I mean across the board, like even networking, it's, it's exhausting. Oh, you know, so. Exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I don't know. So what I'm currently doing is it's really like base level. It's like take your meds. Mm-hmm. Try and eat as well as you possibly can, but don't over-engineer it. I'm not back onto my like meal planning or my meal um, preps. Um, like it's really base level. Like I've now decided to go on a Netflix uh, ban for 60 days oh. because I just I have it on my phone. I've deleted the app from my phone mm-hmm. simply because I just sit in front of Netflix and I consume because it's just, it's the easiest thing to do instead of like actively engaging, whether it be through a book or mm-hmm. I don't know, music or whatever it is, you know, and also just being more selective about the kinds of things that I'm willing to go to um, and what my capacity is. So checking in with myself all the time, but it's super base level stuff. Like I'm not exercising consistently. I'm not sleeping well, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm optim I'm, I'm, I'm operating at an optimal level. No, of course. I mean, and 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 how can you in some ways, right? Um, the conditions are not for, they're not primed for optimal living, <laughs> you know? Um, I think, and I mean, I think one of the biggest reasons is, and I'm not saying this in a way where I'm making it sound like because one mothers, one can't live optimally, no. But I, I do think, as we've said so often before, mm. 
small child life is taxing, right? And so I think even, um, you know, I, I do think you should commend yourself even on, on being able to look up and go, I actually want to be making different choices, right? Because I think you can be on autopilot for a long time. Um, and I, and that's okay, right? If that's, if that's where you're at. But I, I think, um, I think you mustn't forget that you're doing a lot of heavy lifting just in making those choices, you know, or in, in choosing differently. So, yeah. So, okay. So interesting. Um, and so like, what kinds of things are you doing? So, oh, I wanted to say about routine, um, something that I really observed is, um, being away with the children, the the part that feels incredibly exhausting to me is even when there is routine, you're not in the place, you're not in the normal place, right? Quote, unquote. So, so even the routines, fine, bath time's the same or whatever, um, it still doesn't quite feel the same. And so you're almost always doing a little bit more. And so finding the moments of like enjoyment or relaxation or properly letting your hair down, I feel like those are actually moments best lived out at home. Like, I agree. Who does it? Who I agree. That? Isn't that weird? Like I, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I kind of always thought, Okay, I know it won't be like this forever. Perhaps that's the one thing to say. And then the other thing, I guess, is just realizing that the routines are not only about them. They're actually so much also about me. Absolutely. I like yeah. that they are in bed just after seven. I know what I can do with the next two to three hours. You know, it's yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's the, the whole family dynamic. You're no longer just managing yourself, right? Yes. You're managing everyone else, including yourself and in reaction to everyone else, mm -hmm. but centering mm -hmm. yourself through the chaos. It's, it's wild. But I do think, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot because I think that there's been a lot of literature, obviously on how the pandemic has um, really affected um, negatively women mm -hmm. and obviously mothers even more so. Right. And I think that, that, that absolutely there's, there's all of that, but I also want to say that for me, the pandemic has been, has been actually a good experience um, by and large. And I think that yeah. obviously I say that from a privileged lens of mm -hmm. I'm still employed and fully employed at that. And um, I have my house as a result because we, we haven't lapsed on payments and I have childcare, right? So I, I acknowledge the privilege that comes with that. But I think um, that what it has also done for me as a, as a creative and as a writer is that yeah. it's made a lot more things accessible that mm -hmm. weren't accessible before. Oh, yeah. So okay. like book launches that are recorded, as an example, that happen that normally happen but on your witching hour as a mom, like where you can't go out at six o'clock and go to a book launch unless it's a exceptionally special one. And you're doing that like um, cost benefit analysis all the time, you know, so yeah. like I've really appreciated the level of accessibility to cultural um, events and to philosophical events across the world and the globe. That has been incredible mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. I've really appreciated the fact that actually like like as chaotic as it is and as demanding as it is that being at home with my kids 
has really meant a lot for me as as a mom. Like I was thinking about it the other day. I was cooking um, at the ki- in the kitchen, and Akani shouted something out in the TV room. And you know that I am like deaf, right? So I can't hear shit. Um, and I knew immediately what he was saying just from a just from looking up and seeing what he was referring to, mm-hmm. and could respond to him because I f- I just feel closer and more connected to like yeah. who they are, what their interests are, and I think that for for some people who have had that level of flexibility and who have been able to like do the 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 work from home vibe that's yeah. that's not something that they feel has shifted i know that a lot of people have said that the boundaries have become more porous and that they feel like they're working longer hours i do think we're going through a shift where we're having to rethink those boundaries in very real ways but i also like the fact that my kids have been brought into the fray and the frame mm. of my working life in a very real way like now it still happens where sometimes the kid comes in the middle of um, a meeting. It's very rare because they, they, the boundaries are being learnt, but they come in the middle of a meeting and they have something that they that requires their attention. And I will have male colleagues in that meeting say, absolutely, go and attend to your kid without any feeling of judgment, you know? Mm. And that for me is massive. Like, and I think that the reality is that pre-COVID, that would never have been a conversation. I remember saying I have to leave for swimming to take my kid to swimming and feeling guilty, whether or not that was the intention Mm -hmm. um, of the, the, of, of of that interaction, you know, but the, the reality is that like now I just feel like I'm able to, to do more actually. Yeah. And be more. Absolutely. I think, I think with, with corporate spaces, I think it's, it's um, either one extreme or the other. So for example, um, I mean, I know of spaces where, um, there is a lot of pressure to come back to the office in a full-time kind of way or where um, maybe there's a day or two off um, to work from home, which also doesn't actually make sense because you're still actually frequenting the space. So I don't get it. Um, and so it does feel like in some contexts there has been um, that policing time and what you're doing has been made hyper-visible. Um, so, so, so yeah, I think, I do think your situation is, is really great and, and, and unique in some ways. Um, cause I do think that increasingly more, there is this push to quote unquote, go back to normal and just to link with what you were saying earlier with more things kind of happening in person again. Um, I think, you know, there's just more of that. Um, and I'm quite, I'm watching it with like a lot of, I guess, just curiosity and, um, I'm quite interested to see what will happen. Um, I, similar to you, I find like if one does go out, sometimes it's nice, yes, but oftentimes you get home and you're like so exhausted. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and and that for me is quite interesting because I, I mean, before obviously one would feel a bit tired or whatever from the the being out, but it wasn't the same kind of like, you know, there's like an exhaustion in one's bones, you know. Um, yeah. And and it's very interesting because I think the the very fabric of how we interact with each other has changed. Exactly. Um, and I don't actually think it can just go back to how it once was. I think everybody's hoping and wishing that it can, but I, I agree with you. I don't think it can. Yeah. Does it look like adults have a lot of fun? Yes. <laughs> I don't know who lied to you, Akani. Adulting um, is hard work. Um. Another level of what? Another level 
father. Oh, being a father? father? You are so weird. So that's quite interesting, yeah. And then how, how are the kids? Like, where are things at for all of you? And for you as a family, how is, you know, the second half of this year looked? And perhaps to say to our listeners, um, one of the really bizarre things for me, certainly, Kath, about this year has been that we, you and I have not seen each other that much even, and we live very close by to each other. Physically, we live very close together and um, or close by to each other. Mm. Um, and that that is like so indicative to me of how how things shift, right? And how how this this time, this being apart, the busyness, the trying to make room, the prioritizing very close friendships, um, yeah, just that things shift. And so I guess how, yeah, how are you guys? Where are you at? How are the kids? Where are they at? What are they doing now? So I think in terms of the kids, they are well, by and large. I think we're going through a leap with Amu. Mm -hmm. um, but um, with regards to Atani, he was meant to start at um, a really um, well-known, expensive private school next year. And um, I was really game for it and very like, yeah, this is what we're doing and blah, 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 and quite gung-ho. And then like finally in October – I don't know what it was, but both Joey and I just were like, actually, this just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. um, and we, I think it was from road tripping and just being able to have um, space for those kinds of conversations with your partner. Sure. Um, we just decided, actually, we're going to leave him in uh, in in the the nursery school that he's at, the play play school, nursery school, whatever, um, and allow him maybe possibly two to three more years there. You know, they've mm -hmm. they've now started. Um, thinking through a grade one that they're going to roll out next year. He would go into grade mm -hmm. R. Um, I really just like how he is an, as a kid and how excited mm -hmm. he is about school and how happy he is. Mm -hmm. So it's been interesting because, you know, that like I've been very steady and certain about my decisions. It really, there wasn't a lot of back and forth. And um, I, I think also to a certain extent, I just didn't have the capacity for like going down a rabbit hole of the, the kinds of conversations that I think you gravitate towards almost naturally, right? Yeah. And I've always said from my point of view is that I don't have exceptionally high expectations from school, schools as institutions mm. because institutions are deeply flawed, right? So mm -hmm. I've always said it needs to just be good enough, but I also need to understand or, or do the work of like, what does his community look like? What does his family look like? Going back to Giani, going back to Mangeta, those sorts of things are important. Um, probably things that I, I, I think will kind of balance out um, what schools can do in terms mm -hmm. of heart, right? Mm -hmm. So I think um, it's it, that's been an interesting change is that we've decided to leave him in um, for another year or two, possibly even mm -hmm. three. I'm, I'm actually like, let's just take it as it comes. Mm -hmm. um, Amu has started at the nursery school and he is by and large quite happy. Amu's personality mm -hmm. has come out, which has been really interesting. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. obviously with children and small babies, we project a lot onto them. And I think specifically with the second child, in my in my experience anyway, whereas mm -hmm. with the first child, you're just like, I don't know what the fuck this is, right? And you're always, <laughs> that's your mantra all the time. Mm -hmm. But with the second child, you're like, it's what you were saying, D, around, around like just having two kids and you pitch them against each other. So you're like, this one's going to be the quiet one. This yeah. one's going to be the whatever, you know? Mm 
And it's been amazing that my son has been like, fuck all that. I'm who I am and I am all of these things. And he is not Mm. in some ways what I initially anticipated or thought he would be. And that's been really beautiful actually and hilarious. Um, And um, I think again, like just really grateful that he is actually by and large a really good fit for the family. You know, he can Mm. give as well as he can get. Um, so yeah, so, and watching their relationship blossom, I think from the jump is always beautiful. Um, and that's been something that I've really enjoyed as well. Um, in the last few months is just like seeing the two of them play more meaningfully together, you know, and like Mm -hmm. seeing Agani being more receptive Mm -hmm. to like, oh Mm -hmm. shit, this is a whole fully fledged human being, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like traveling with them was dope because we like road trips and, we know that kids can be like super fussy and not to say that mine aren't, we had to do it in like three to four hour cycles, but just dope that like mm-hmm. we could get in a car with Amu as well and just go. And he was mm-hmm. by and large. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, it's been nice. Actually, I feel like we've been using this time to all get to know each other um, again. And, you know, in a, in a or kind of authentic way as he develops his little personality, um, which is anything but little actually. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really good. And for you, like, where are the kids at? The kids are the kids are good, love. I think it's um, <laughs> I think it's really fascinating having more than one child. I think having a child is it's interesting. And as I feel like I always say, you 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 you're always thinking and knowing things from the position of of where you are at as a parent. And I think um, getting to know, like. The, not the world, but kind of exploring the world from this position where there are two is really interesting to me. Yeah, I'm really enjoying watching Tawi be quite protective of Zawi. Um, he he's really kind of coming to his own a bit more, but he also That's takes, so nice. Yeah, like he takes his um his role quite seriously, and it's not like someone said. Oh, you know, you have the big brother. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 really cool actually to to observe these little things about how their relationship um, unfolds and 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 develops in some ways apart from you, right? It's It's like wow, okay, these people are like their own people. They mm-hmm. are figuring out their own shit with each other. That they, and they're not asking me for permission. They're not, you know. It's yeah. like, wow. Okay. Cool. Um, and that happens quite often in the day, um, mm. in little ways, you know. And I, it's it's really special. I think. Um, Zawi is a she's a feisty cat. That girl, and she. Well, she's Vusyong. She's <laughs> like you know. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, babes. So funny, so funny. Um, yeah, but she's also like she's funny. She laughs. Um, she, yeah, she does. I, I wish there was like a way to to show this this way that she walks. You know, um, <laughs> she's so determined. And um, and she like does this like hand swing. You know, like she like walks like hard. And and and, and when you're downstairs, you know, you can hear. We've, we've all actually figured out who's walking upstairs based on the, like, the hardness of the walk. That's that amazing. It's so funny. And then the other day my dad was here and he was like, sure, hey, you and Zawadi walk the hardest in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. 
um, yeah, so they are very good. Um, Zowie, I, I'm finding her age and, and me being a mother to a child this age, chalk and cheese to, to how Tawi was at this age or the things he was doing or mm. he was interested in. And I think so much of it has to do with the fact that she watches him. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also like really fascinating, and so much of it is also just her own personality. You know, she has mm-hmm. she has her own energy um, that she brings, and then Tao is great. So I mean, you know the kind of back and forth thing we've been doing on schools. I'm not sure how much of that we have done before on MWA um, about this coming year specifically, um, but I did some. Um, on my individual Instagram platform stuff around choosing schools and transformation and, mm. um, and just like what a journey, I guess that was for us. Um, yeah. and for me in particular and like what I wanted and, um, and interestingly, um, to the listeners. Um, so, I mean, I learned about the decision you guys had made about Akani, uh, what about a week or two ago, which I guess is pretty much when you decided. Um, and then interestingly, like just a few weeks before that, we had decided Tao would not go to the same upmarket Josie school. Um, and then within a few days had then swung back to him going. So I think um, what's really interesting about this, I think, is just the awareness that actually a whole host of things play a role in how you choose a school. And I think a whole set of different factors come into play. Absolutely. Um, And I mean, like Kathleen said, like you, you know, you guys had, you were very clear from the beginning, this was what you wanted, whereas I was not very clear. And, you know, it's just interesting to me that the path can really go in so many different directions and what you feel might be the best fit in the beginning you might completely swing the other way, you know. Um, so Tawi is good. He is mm. um, getting ready to move schools. Um, he He's quite excited about it. I think that there are some reservations, but I think that's more his personality more than sure. anything. It's more just like quite a cautious kid, you know, like, oh, this looks cool, but okay, I'm still kind of checking and it out. And it out, yeah. Mm. Um, and... Um, but at the same time, you know, he's really surprised me and um, I think reminded me that I, I have to trust him. You know, like, I'm Absolutely. not going to like be able to solve all problems. I'm not going, you know, I have to trust that he is going to be able to in some ways hold his own mm. um, in the world, you know, and that what I can do is put the things in place that I think are relevant or um you know, necessary at even any given time. But more than that, I guess one cannot do. And so he's great. He's matured a lot, which is very sweet. He's um, he he's still quite playful, but there's something else, you know, he's, he's mm. definitely into like that young boyhood, you know, mm. like um, in his gait, in his like the way he moves through the world, mm. his facial expressions these days. Um the things he says to me, you know, I'm mm. like, hey, you are not as old as you think you are, young man. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. 
Yeah, but the, the kids are really good. And I think that this is so much for us. And maybe I'm, I'm hearing you say a little bit of this too. Been a year in our family where we've really um, cemented more, I guess, in terms of like uh, this kind of familial identity, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and, and it's been good. And, and I think that there are things that you gain along the way. And then there, I think there are things that you... That are not as clear to you as they might have been before, you know, um, like I don't know, like school, you know, or like this is the stance we take on a matter. Like you don't know that until you're doing it, you know, um, which has been interesting for me, just in terms of like observing our family settling and all of us finding our feet in. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, you know, if I think just, if I think back to just a year ago and when Zowie would have been, what, maybe four months old now, going on four months, we were kind of getting ready. No, in fact, we were in Cape Town already last year this time. Um, there was so much that was up in the air for us. And if I think about how far we've come just in this year, um, I feel like we all know each other better, if, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Like, mm. Yeah. Like, I feel like Will and I know each other better because, like, we feel more solid also. Like, as a couple, there are decisions we've made where we're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Or, you know, this feels right. This doesn't feel right. Like, really working through stuff with someone and then going, okay, cool. Like, we're in a different place here. And Absolutely. And with the kids, you know, like, kind of being like, okay, this, this, this makes sense. This is how we're going to proceed with this thing, which I guess is also kind of what you're saying about the school thing, you know? Um, just interesting. Yeah. We are in a new, I think, a new phase of settling in, in whatever way that looks like, bedding down. Um, and it's interesting. You're right. I think that it's what you were saying around, like, developing a family identity. But I think also holding that identity loosely, right? Because well, it's interesting that the kids are always changing. Your partner's always changing. You are always changing. And having to kind of be dynamic enough to know that that's going to happen and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's a good time, though. I do think it's a good time. I think it's a very inward time. Um, whether it is inward within self or inward within your career or inward within your family. Um, but I do think that it is, it's a good time, you know? Yeah, it is a good time. Yeah. What is that, Zoe? What are you doing? Do you want to go somewhere? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What's Ta doing? So we, I was just going to say um, about what you were saying about the school thing and about how, you know, you've always believed that a school can't answer everything they can't make you know there's no perfect school setting or space right um and i think it's so interesting what you're saying about um about family and making sure that the children 
get to know different parts of their families, right? Whether it's generational getting to know kind of elements or just different kinds of family or whatever it might be. Um, and I, I, you know, this is something that I'm really thinking through quite a lot at the moment because my family is in Cape Town. Absolutely. Yeah. And just the, we've not seen them that much this year. My parents have been up here a few times, but I mean, we've only been to Cape Town once at the beginning of the year and then once not long ago. Well, quite recently, but only for a week. And what I realized was, and I think I told you this, Kath, was just that being around them, I realized was was no longer only about me. It was so fundamentally also about me feeling like my children were getting like a feel for where I come from and where they come from, you know. Um, And, you know, with Tawi, because, you know, we spent those first almost two years so closely knitted, I guess. Mm. He has such a, he has such a good sense of my parents, you know, Mm. whereas I'm now seeing, you know, Zawi does not, obviously, Mm. don't Mm. close by to them enough. Um, but I guess I'm also seeing that that really matters. Like it, it's important, you know. I think it does matter. But I also think, I mean, I've been reflecting a lot on this, um, specifically after the family reunion in Guazulu Natal, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, granted, I mean, the Guazulu Natal is closer and more accessible in a way. I mean, it takes us about seven hours in a car to go. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it would be three tanks of fuel, right? So... What I've decided for myself um, around, firstly, my mom lives with us. Mm. Um, so there is that interaction. And Joey's mom is in Benoni, which is not that far from where we live. Well, mm. it is, but it's not it's not undoable. Mm. Um, so he has that, th- they have that interaction with their maternal grandmothers that are, that's almost, almost every day. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, but I think I've been thinking about it with, in relation to KwaZulu-Natal because and I suppose to a certain extent around Gianni too, but I'll I'll say something separately around that. But like, for me, it is critical that my boys spend time in KwaZulu-Natal similar, in a similar vein to how I spend time in KwaZulu-Natal. Mm-hmm. When, but what's interesting is that now reflecting on my sister, who is 21 years younger than me, mm-hmm. she grew up um, or, or was much closer. She's always lived in KwaZulu-Natal, right? Mm-hmm. So she's been in and out of Mangeta in a much more fluid and daily way than I have. And she is now only starting to find her comfort in that space. And that's been interesting for me. Whereas for me, I was, I spent my first year of life in KwaZulu-Natal and then left and didn't see them for like five to six years and then would go back intermittently for holidays Mm -hmm. and similarly it would be a holiday with my paternal grandparents a holiday with my maternal grandparents we would interchange my maternal grandparents at the time were in uh Kranzbos in Neisner Mm -hmm. so what was I think what's interesting is that I think I'm also starting to realize like I we have family all over the world Akani's godparents live in France I have one of my closest best friends in Argentina 
I have to make efforts for my kids to know those people mm. in a way that makes the most sense. Now, I, I say all of this because, I, and I get that the maternal grandmothers are in the everyday, which does make it easier to a certain extent. But I think that the stuff around Guadalupe-Natal, like, that's not going to happen. I have to make that happen, and I've got to see how to do that. So, luckily, my family has set up a family re reunion once a year around my grandparents parents my yeah, my grandparents wedding anniversary mm -hmm. in october where the entire family must is is brought to the 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 farm and we sit down under the trees and my the elders talk about where we come from etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's very deliberate you know mm -hmm. but also then saying understanding that you're part of a, a chain and when that link the, the link before you goes are you ready to pick up that piece of, of labor and it's labor. So much of it is labor. So then I, I say this also to then say, so I've, I've committed myself now to this KwaZulu-Natal idea twice a year minimum. I, my kids have got to go. I'm going to take them with or without Joey. If he's unable to come, I'm putting them in the car. We're going right. Because it's so important that for me that they grow up in that space. Um, but then also to say that then there's this Gianni nagging thing, because I think that for a lot of women, and I don't know if this is the same for you, you become containers for holding space for, for your guys, historical narrative and like where he comes from and so on and so on for your kids that is yeah and yeah. i don't know how much of a capacity how much of a um uh ownership even or a right i have for that conversation so while i can do it within a contained space with regards to mama my um my their maternal grandmother and i feel like she's opened up that channel and her and i cool shop where we've been places together we know each other I don't know about the Guiani element, but I know that that's equally important too. So I think that you can reverse these things in a multiple of like multiple different ways is my point. Sorry for going on a bit yeah. of a rant. No, no, no. I think it makes sense. And I think it's important to um, like expand on what you're saying, right? Because I think also, I think so many of us in Joburg are migrants in the city, right? So I think the narrative is a common narrative and I think the idea of like seeing family and when you're able to see them and how you're able to see them, I think it is something that a lot of families have to think through. Um, yeah, so so I do hear you. And I, I also hear you on, um, you know, having to kind of create that space for um, your partner's extended family and building those relationships with the kids. Yeah. Um and it's difficult, you know, like families do things so differently, which has exactly. been one of the biggest lessons for me um, about partnering, you know, um, is just that you might have an idea of how things go down. <laughs> like in that other family, nothing like that happens. So exactly. you, know, what do you, do? you can't yeah. like two in your feels about it. Maybe you can tell your partner, but fundamentally nobody thinks they're harming you right so mm. there you are also just trying to like you know you're trying to make your way um they're trying to just live their lives sure. you know um yeah it, it, it's been really interesting like i i don't know like i could give examples but i mean i also don't want us to dwell on this particular thing for too long Sure. Um, so like keeping time in mind, but maybe, um, maybe just to say, 
as a, a final thing, like I feel like I really miss my parents and I would mm-hmm. love to be able to see them more often and, and not only see them, but have the ease of the everyday, you know, available to them with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's important, but like, like what does that So what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like, you know, for this stage of life, for this, this part of my career and my partner's career and and um you know like his parents have just moved to Joburg right um and it's been so interesting so they've not I mean they used to live here um they and they're they're quite you know they're quite um I want to say quite old I was trying to say that in a nicer way um but anyway (laughs) they were they were living in Jeffrey's Bay and um you know we were like why would they move here? But fundamentally, his mom in particular really wanted to be present for the grandkids, right? Mm. And I keep saying to him, like, this is really interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to play out because I think it's hard navigating family in any setting. But I think that the older you get and the older your children get, the more one realizes the value of those connections, right? And the value of forging those connections so that your children also don't feel like they don't know who and what they are part of later on. But, absolutely, you know, even more than that, which I think is very sweet and kind of a grand gesture, right? More than that, I just, there are moments that I like, you know, there are moments I like around my, my family. And I, you know, Elat had this beautiful way um, of putting it and that her and I have been speaking about for for months now, which is, you know, this is your planet, you know, and that's someone else's planet. And when you and your partner come together, essentially you're then forging your own new planet, right? That is how your Mm. family does things. And that's Mm. okay. And like you said earlier, there has to be a kind of looseness about it or around it. But there's also something very comforting, I think, in knowing, yeah, okay, this is kind of how we do things, you know, and um, the kids will rebel at some point and that's cool and they'll learn. It'll take them another 30 years to realize, fuck, it's hard to build a planet with someone, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, but it's beautiful, I think, when it works, um, I guess, which you've been saying for years. Um, That said, and on this sweet note of of planets and on on forming (laughs) planets with people, um, I want to speak about Christmas planet plans, you know, and and, and as we um, cruise towards... Um, towards the end of the year, I know we'll 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 definitely try to have a kind of holiday episode as we've done in previous Previously. years. Yeah, mm. but just what are your plans? You know, how are you starting to look towards the Christmas New Year straight? So, so I'm super excited about this question, um, more so than ever before, even though I do have a general feeling of fatigue, like I said, around, oh, okay, there's going to be a long three weeks, mm. but it's fine. Um, so the first thing is to say around planet building, I finally feel like I am emerging as a human being in some ways. Mm. Again, like I suppose we're always emerging, right, from a small babydom. Um, but this year, I feel like I've had more capacity to really think through these things way ahead of time mm-hmm. and to start planning for them. So 
this is like me getting all excited. But no, so so what we've decided to do this year is we're staying because we did that October one month long holiday vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're very much in, in Johannesburg. And I have an advent calendar that I'm super excited about. It's a reusable one. I have already detailed my 24 activities with these kids, what we're going to be doing every day. And they are from like, small things like watching a Christmas movie or making a Christmas card to like bigger things like making a meal for there's a couple of um, young men on a corner close to us. In fact, on close to you as well, mm-hmm. who live on the, on the road. And I was just thinking it would be nice for the kids to get involved in something. I know it's not sustainable and it's a once off event, but mm-hmm. like to give food to somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that on the one hand. And then on the other hand, I, what I'm really excited about is um, we have also um, decided or to, to make a tradition um, of our own for this Christmas. Christmas is such a special time for me. I remember it so fondly and want to do the same for my kids. Mm. So I reached out to a ceramicist in Cape Town and we designed little um, Christmas ornaments, one per person mm. that replicate, that speak to the, the person's year in review. Right. And the idea is that in 18, 21 years, we're going to have like, I don't know, um, 80 plus Christmas ornaments to go on the tree that are individualized and very specific to that particular time in our lives. So um, Akani got a ninja. He wants a ninja because, I don't know, that's his thing. He feels like he's been a ninja this year. I don't know. Um, Because he can't decide for himself just yet. His fascination for the last year, and I think understandably living the context that we live in is generators so he got a generator um and then like we joey and i also got one as well like you know so just like very specific um traditions that are specific to us and then we're also going to put up christmas stockings and there'll be one for the dog and we're going to decorate the tree on the first of december Mm -hmm. i'm buying a tree this year like a really proper tree and I'm feeling excited about it you know and like being here and then a good friend of ours is coming around from the 24th um, ours being collectively yours and mine um, 24th to the to new year and I was really hoping but I actually think our kids are too young to do a little bit more of an adult fancy new year's but I don't know who the fuck's gonna look after all of our kids our crush of kids mm-hmm. um, but I was just thinking it would be nice to like dress up a little bit and put on heels maybe you know and like do a face and and do a New Year's that way. So there's loads of plans on the go. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's amazing. Okay, I can't wait for the next episode so that, well, for our holiday episode where you tell me how that went and what the kids, you know, how they responded yeah. to, um, to Christmas. And I, I, yeah, I similarly to you feel like Christmas is just such a special time and. Yeah. For us growing up, it what was are you like, doing? Yeah, it was amazing growing up. You know, um, I so so. I mean, we've been doing a tree and you know the usual kind of. Um, you've been so good about that, babe. Like from the jump, you've always done that. It's actually been remarkable because yeah, that takes huge amounts of labor. It does, but I think also you know there's a there's a quite like traditional kind of slapstick chuck it all together way of doing it which is pretty much how we've been doing it up until now um and I've tried to just make sure that every year I buy a few special um ornaments for the tree um but I mean more than that you know we've just had a tree that we put back in the box and what I like about that I will say is that growing up I remember my grandmother's tree um which was like 
really sad. Um, but that was the tree that came up every year. And similarly with us. And then like, you know, before you know it, you're 18 and you've been taking the same tree out of the same box year after year. For yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something kind of cool about like this, you know, it's like, yo, this is shit tree already, guys. Like, we can put it together. No, we can't. This is our fucking tree. This is how we're doing it. This is, you know, our life. And also, once off investments, I'm all for it. Because no. honestly, this shit is expensive. I know. So it's just, it's, it's fascinating and funny. And I'm like finding more and more of the like the joy in Christmas. Almost like this like morbid, like comedic element to it. Um, but yeah, we, we, we're going to put up the tree on the 1st of Jan and, you know, whip out the Mariah and the Boney M and, you know, yes. it, rock it, <laughs> rock it. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, just like, I think just enjoy it and, and, and do, you know, to every year, I think there's a desire to make it more us. And I think every year yeah. it's nice to be able to go, Oh, last year was nice and we're going to do it this way this year, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it amidst the same things that you said, you know, what one knows is the exhaustion that is looming and the madness of the everyday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say what I'm most grateful for this year is knowing that we have a dishwasher because last year we'll just kept joking about how we were on the farm. He was just like, wow, here we go. Round one of dishes. Yes. Brown. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, but I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Okay. And I'm really excited to hear about the, the tree trimming and the plans and the, the what is happening on Advent Day number 11 or whatever. So, yeah, I'm excited. No, it's going to be good, I think. It's really going to be good. I think, again, this just to say that I feel like we say this in our social lives and our personal capacities when we meet each other as much as on on episodes is that we never touch we, I don't feel like I scratched the surface with you um, half the time. It, this, while this episode was kind of meant to give a sense uh, to listeners what's been happening in our lives, I think in so many ways, it just cannot. Yeah. Um, because we are all holding multitudes, um, yeah. our listeners included, right? So, yeah. And very complex times. So, um, But this has been a lot of fun and it's forced a connect, which has also been totally. equally necessary. Totally. Okay. Now I'm going to dash before my husband... Loses it. Ha, ha, ha. The patriarchal man. Jokes, jokes. Okay. I think we should keep that in the recording. <laughs> I think we should. Why not? Woo! <laughs> okay, cool. This was nice. And thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Dee. And you're listening to Mamas with Attitude, otherwise known as MWA. Mama, 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 The same way I immersed myself in my career. Yeah. You've now immersed yourself in motherhood. I've now immersed myself in motherhood. Mommy the bounce. Mommy the bounce. Mommy the bounce. Weird. Yeah. You know, motherhood just comes to take on its different shapes and forms. Mama. Mama, mama. <laughs> no, actually, seriously, on a serious note, it's it's been really dope. Thank you. Okay, bye. Mama, 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 mama. 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 mama.